Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Recently, I saw a bumper sticker that read, vote for your grandchildren. And it was funny, but it also made me think. Our culture encourages us to seek instant gratification. We want the quick fix, the magic pill, and sometimes there's pressure not just from society and advertisements and our culture in general, but from our family, friends, coworkers, or bosses. Pressure to make the choice with the quickest, highest payoff. It takes strength to go against this pressure and instead make conscious choices that consider the long-term results of our actions. But by thinking about the future, even thinking about future generations, we can reframe our lives from our day-to-day momentary split decisions to think about our lives in terms of their deeper meaning. We are in a continuum from yesterday's ancestors to tomorrow's future generations. And when we think about that, we realize that we are tomorrow's ancestors. What would we like our legacy to be? What type of ancestors do we hope to become? I invite us to consider this question today. Imagine with me that our collective great-great-great-great-grandchildren, after they have grown into adults, have come to visit with us this morning. From 150 years into the future, imagine that our great-great-grandchildren are here right now, seated next to you, standing next to me. And they have two important questions to ask us. Ancestor, they ask us first, what guides you forward? What are the grounding principles and values by which you live your life? When we're living well, we make choices not just based on what will be most expedient or what will give the most short-term benefit. We may consider these factors, of course, but we do so in the context of long-term consequences. We try to make choices that align with our values. When we have an especially difficult or momentous decision to make, our core values can help guide us forward. We inherit some of our values from our own ancestors, our parents, schools, and childhood faith communities. Other values we discover and commit to as adults. Some values with which we can ground ourselves include integrity, equity, interdependence, beneficence, learning and knowledge, respect, compassion, and sustainability. So right now, our great-great-great-great-grandchildren ask, what guides you forward? 
Whatever our answer, it's important to hold on to. Author Claire DeBoer learned just that. In the midst of clinical depression, she was surprised when her therapist asked her about what she most valued in life. She writes, after battling depression for almost a year, considering my values wasn't a top priority. I was more concerned with making it through the day. Values? I just wanted to feel better. But Claire did sit down and make a list of values and then narrow that down. And she says, I learned something critical. My behavior and feelings do not frame my core identity. My core values do. It was time to realign my compass. I thought about the different parts of my best self, the things that make me strong and joyful, the things without which I knew I would be lost. I knew love would be a big one. As a wife and mother, being loving and receiving love meant everything. I couldn't live without love. After brainstorming, I sculpted my list down to six words that truly resonated with me, that defined what mattered to me in life. Joy, love, spirituality, creativity, respect, authenticity. It was life-changing. Claire says that after realigning her compass, she began to feel better. But know that neither Claire nor I want to imply that losing sight of her value is what caused her depression. Rather, what Claire discovered was that getting back to her values, getting grounded in who she is and how she moves forward, helped her get out of depression and into a life that she says was filled with authenticity and joy. For all of us, remembering our values can help us live from a place of authenticity and joy. As well as guiding our big decisions, our values can shape our actions in our everyday lives. When we lose our compass a little bit and need support in acting from our values, it helps to have others around who will affirm us and remind us of who we are. Indeed, we come together in communities much like this one to be reminded of our deepest values and to support one another in living them, living them out through the ups and downs of life. Some people find that strength in their families, others with coworkers or neighbors. There are lots of ways to form community around our values. I have friends, for example, who were interested in divesting from stocks that support big oil and fossil fuel companies. They wanted to reinvest in local companies, but they weren't sure how. Finding like-minded people was crucial for them, and they ended up forming a progressive investment club so that they could come together and talk with each other about how to use their money to support their values of sustainability and the local economy. One of the surest places to find others who are seeking to embody their values is here at church. Each week, we affirm who we are and what we stand for. In this congregation, we say that Arlington Street Church is gathered in love and service for justice and peace. We come together to live out of love, to serve others, and to grow justice and peace in these walls and the wider world.
I know we also have visitors here today. Those of you with a home congregation, Toledo, Ohio perhaps, can look to your community's mission, vision, and covenant for examples of your congregation's values. I would guess that those values, like Arlington Street churches, might include love and justice. You might also value being a supportive religious community. There are lots of values that can unite us in a congregation. Our values connect us to each other in our congregations, and they also connect us with each other across congregations. As Unitarian Universalists today, across, time, across space and across time, with our tradition from the past, now in the present, and into the future. As Unitarian Universalists and as people of faith, we are linked by values of truth, justice, and community. Today, Unitarian Universalists are recognizable as the people who live out these values by showing up on the side of love. And so, our great-great-great-great-grandchildren turn to us and they ask, what guides you forward? We can tell them and remind ourselves, too, what our values are, what guides us forward. How would you answer them today? What guides you forward? As they sit here among us, they have one more important question. Ancestors, they ask, what are you giving back? What do you give and to whom do you give it? We can look to our values to guide our actions and then look at our actions to see what they support. How do we spend our time, our money, our energy? How are our lives in service to a higher good? Many people believe that each of us has a unique purpose to our life, a singular gift that we are here to give. Rachel Naomi Remen shares this story from 16th century rabbi Isaac Luria. In the beginning, there was the holy darkness, the Ein Sof, the source of life. This world emerged from the heart of the holy darkness as a ray of light, and then there was an accident, and the vessel containing the light of the world, the wholeness of the world, broke. And the wholeness was scattered into a thousand thousand fragments of light, and they fell into everyday events, all events and all people, where they remain hidden until this very day. The whole human race is a response to this accident. We are here because we are born with the capacity to find the hidden light in all people and in all events, and to lift it up and make it visible once again, and thereby to restore the innate wholeness of the world. This task is called tikkun olam in Hebrew. Rachel Naomi Remen concludes, we are all healers of the world. It's not about healing the world by making a huge difference. It's about healing the world that touches you, the world that's around you. We each find the piece of light that we have to uncover and the gift that we have to give.
Rachel Naomi Remen reminds us that to become the best ancestors we can, we work to heal the world for ourselves and for our great-great-great-great-grandchildren. We work within the scope of our own communities, unearthing the hidden light in our lives and the lives of those around us. We search for and find our own sacred truth. When we act on the task that is uniquely ours to do, the gift that is ours to give, we do our part to heal the world. Each of us gives throughout our days and lives, and we each have our own habits of giving. We give, may give to strangers on street corners, to charities that help folks in need, to organizations that work for justice. We give to our church because we believe in its visions and programs. Here at Arlington Street Church, we have a practice of sharing, of giving through our Share the Plate program. We split the funds collected during the weekly offering between the work of the congregation and that of a different nonprofit organization each month. This year, we have supported organizations from Doctors Without Borders to the Louis D. Brown Police in Peace Institute. As well as our financial gifts, we give of our time and energy. We volunteer to coach T-ball. We serve on the boards of organizations whose goals we support. We sign petitions and show up at protests to demand justice. We mentor a child. Within the walls of this congregation, you all serve on the transformation team to build beloved community, feed church members and visitors through the Sunday afternoon sandwich board, chalk the sidewalks, balance the budget, and more. I wish I could name all of the ways that you give in service to our community, but I know that I can't, partly because it would take too much time, and partly because I know that all y'all give in ways quietly that I may never see, but from which I benefit nonetheless. Thank you. What I do know as well is that giving is part of what we do here as a faith community. Together we practice the habits of giving and acting from our values so that those habits become a little easier at work and at home. Every day, each of us has the opportunity to give back to any person with whom we interact. When we look up from cooking to answer our child's question with eye contact and a smile, we offer the gift of our undivided attention. When we offer to help a colleague who's struggling with the weight of a heavy task, we offer the gift of understanding. In coffee hour, when we breathe through the frustration of miscommunication, listen to feedback from someone we hurt, apologize and try again, we offer the gift of intentional relationship. These intangible but real gifts matter more than we might think. Moment by moment, our attention and caring add up to the story of our lives. Right now, our great-great-great-great-grandchildren turn to us and ask, Ancestor, what do you give back? We give back in many ways. What are the ways that you give? Is giving something extra that you do because you think you should? Or is it woven into the fabric of, our li of your lives? How? How would you answer our futuristic visitors this morning?
John C. Morgan reminds us, in the end, it won't matter how much we have, but how generously we have given. It won't matter how much we know, but rather how well we live. And it won't matter how much we believe, but how deeply we love. I'll add that in the end, our values ground our actions, and our actions include the ways that we give of ourselves in service to others. Our values and actions together lead us to a principled life. They help us make the world better for future generations so that we can be the ancestors we would wish to be. Our great-great-grandchildren turn to us. They want to know. Ancestor, what guides you forward, and what do you give back? When we can give answers that feel satisfying and fulfilling, we can rest assured that we are well on the way to becoming ancestors whose legacy is fine indeed. Friends, it is time to say goodbye to our visitors. You can always invite them back into your hearts again. And if you especially enjoyed them, I commend to you Joanna Macy's workshops on acting against climate change, as their visit was an idea that I learned about from her work. For now, as we say goodbye to our great-great-great-great-grandchildren, let us seal their questions in our spirits. Let us ground ourselves in our values as individuals and as a community. Let us give back throughout our lives. Let us act on the peace of the world that is ours to repair, and let us live so that we can be proud to be tomorrow's ancestors. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.